breakfast, the most important meal of the day. And I'm honestly so hungry. I'm craving a strawberry milkshake and pancakes. No way. I don't understand how you can manage all of that sweet. I feel like eating something savory. I'm thinking hash browns, sausages, and some scrambled eggs. Hmm. Well, while you guys think of eating the food, have you ever thought about how these foods are transported and yet they still manage to keep their nutritional value and maintain a longer lifespan? Think about it. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Success or Not. Today, we will be having a discussion and informing you about the fastest growing field of technology, nanotechnology. In one way or another, we're all foodies. So let's explore exactly how nanotechnology is used in our foods and food packaging. Here at Success Story or Not, we're going to be discussing the relatively new and unexplored world of nanotechnology and how it's changing not only the world we live in, but also the food we eat. Before we actually get started, on the top of your head, how small would you guys say a nanometer is? I have no idea. I would say the size of a dust particle or maybe as thick as a strand of human hair. I would think maybe it's close to a blood cell. Okay, usually when we're talking about nanometers, most people compare how a single sheet of paper is about 100,000 nanometers thick. But I feel like that comparison isn't enough to help people actually understand how small we're talking here. Think of comparing the size of the earth to a marble. Or Arya, like you said about the thickness of human hair. Human hair is actually 50,000 to 100,000 as thick as a nanometer. Specifically, 10 to the power of 9 or 0.00000001 of a meter. Check out figure one on our blog post to see a visual representation of what we're talking about. All right, Cheryl, I think we get what you're trying to say. Just way too small to even comprehend. And many of you guys may be thinking, why are we even talking about size? Just know that nanometers are extremely small. However, that's what makes them so special. By studying and understanding these tiny things, we really get to just take in the universe and can reshape the world we live in to benefit us and the things around us. Yes, everything is made out of atoms, everything. Our food, the clothes we wear, even our bodies. Think of it this way. The way, that, the way atoms are arranged defines what they make up and how the objects work. However, with nanotechnology, it is possible to alter these atoms, like a bunch of Lego blocks, and alter their properties. Nanotechnology is described as engineer matter less than 100 nanometers. Now, a lot of you may be wondering, how is nanotechnology even related to food? And for that, I want you all to think about the last time you went to a grocery store and saw foods just sitting there without going bad, or even all those crazy flavored foods you saw. And that's all because of nanotechnology and nanosensors. They work in different ways in order to preserve and prevent food spoilage, all by rearranging and modifying at an atomic scale. For example, nanoparticles such as titanium dioxide are used in food to give it color and make it more appealing. They're used in foods such as powdered sugar, coconut, and yogurts. Not only that, nanosilver has antibacterial properties that can be used in food cutting materials, like knives and cutting boards. In vitamin supplements, nano-sized particles increase absorption of nutrients. Be sure to check out our illustration reference number two on our blog post to see some more surprising products that have nanoparticles in them.
Ultimately, this all comes back to quantum mechanics. Quantum mechanics explains how the universe works at an atomic level, as well as explains the property of matter, especially electrons. And this is really needed in order to fully understand how nanoparticles really work, since the quantum effects dominates the behavior of particles and most matter at a nanoscale. Mat materials also behave very differently as nanoparticles. Did you know that scientists can make nanostructures themselves? They can rearrange the atom of an object by making new nanomaterials with different properties. For example, some are stronger, lighter, or even different in color. Wow, that involves a lot of science and not only the chemical components or atomic scale of food, but the physics behind it too. Exactly. Nanotechnology holds amazing promises for the future. And I'm talking about longer lasting bread, salt-free soy sauce, and even 3D printers that can print our food. Ah, oh, you're kidding me right now. 3D food printers? You heard that right. There's also some good news for agriculture. Nanotechnology can also reduce nutrient loss in soil, increase crop yield, prevent diseases in plants, and as well as reduce the amount of chemical spread. Wow, that's wow, that sounds amazing, especially for the environment. Do you guys have any idea how much valuable land is lost due to agriculture and farming? I read that nanotechnology can also lower the amount of food that gets wasted in a very creative and super cool way. Apparently, nanosensors in plastic packaging can detect when the food is spoiling due to the gases, and the packaging changes color to warn the consumers. Yes, like copper tungsten oxide nanoparticles have been designed in order to break down oil particles into biodegradable particles during oil spills. This helps sustain, improve, and contribute to the long-term availability of water in a variety of ways, including efficient water and sewage treatment and pollution prevention. That is actually really cool. See, science can be fun too sometimes. Okay, how about we take a step back and focus on the not so good stuff about nanotechnology and also the unknown effects in the long run. Yep, that's something we definitely need to discuss. Why are so many people so skeptical about the possibility that the food that they may eat may have some nanoparticles? Apparently, on the International Canadian website, it says that currently there are no regulations specific to nanotechnology based on health and food, which is, which is a good thing, considering that we don't know their long-term effects. However, the website also mentioned how Canada has a broad definition of what defines as nanotechnology and nanomaterials. This sounds similar to the GMO debate that happened years ago. In my opinion, consumers deserve to know what goes in their food especially if there's an ongoing research about what ingredients are in the food and we don't know the long-term effects. Exactly. And the fact that there's a broad definition of what really qualifies as a nanoparticle allows for companies to slip in nanomaterials without any consequences. Yes, it's predicted right now that an estimate of 100 products that we consume on a daily basis have some sort of nanomaterials in them. What the issue with consuming nanoparticles is is that their size is so tiny that they can penetrate and go through tissues and cells and accumulate within the human body. That can be very detrimental to consumers. Studies in animals have actually shown that nanoparticles can go through the gut wall. Previous studies have also proven that ultra-fine particles from diesels can also enter the lungs, and this has been linked to cardiovascular diseases. 
Small size of nanoparticles increases risk of bioaccumulation within the body, organ, and tissue. Bioaccumulation is the gradual accumulation of harmful pesticides and chemicals. The main idea is how an organ organism will absorb a substance at a faster rate than at which the substance disintegrates or eliminates by excretion or catabolism. We are now touching on ethics. These are foods that children, the elderly, and the sick eat. Not being able to know what's in our food is a huge concern. We don't even know how this will affect us in the long run. Many brands actually deny that they use nanotechnologies. However, how believable is that? Especially with such broad definition of what qualifies as nanomaterial, this allows for companies to be very versatile for what they define as nanotechnology to be placing them in their food. Exactly. There is such little information on how nanoparticles react and move or excreted out the human body. Other than the unknown factors of nanofoods, I think it's safe to say that the future of nanofoods is very promising. They not only have the ability to boost the economy, improve capacity and quality in industrial sectors. Check out illustration reference number three to see a flow chart about what Praveen just mentioned. I mean, along with preserving food and making it look visually appealing, it's very important considering the fact that Canada is the top 10 importers of food in the world. In conclusion, nanotechnology is an evolving field where its research and use continues. The amazing part is humans can't spot it with their naked eye. Hence, are not too aware about it either. In food, nanotechnology holds great promises, from benefiting human health by detecting bacteria, keeping food fresh for longer periods of time, and produce stronger flavors. Think about it the next time you eat pizza-flavored Pringles, or any other crazy flavor. These man-made engineered compounds hold a lot of success in the future. It will open more opportunities for jobs in research and manufacturing. Therefore, here at Success or Not, we can conclude that nanotechnology in food is a definite success. Humans use it every day without knowing, which is a huge feat for nanotechnology and we have to give the win to nanotechnology.